What's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo. Welcome to the Southern Sauce Podcast. This is Father Francis. Once again, um, I got my crew in the building. Who we have? Nina. Rachel. Josh. (laughs) Rachel. Jet Brown. Jet Brown. Jet Brown. We got Jet Brown over teams. And um, uh, the crew's here. Um, yeah, we got big. We got a big, big uh, group here. Um, you guys are like uh, these are repeat guests coming over, and we're just doing a quick mashup tonight. Nice. So, yeah, appreciate you getting on last minute, Jason. How's everybody feeling? Good. Feeling good. Feeling good. All right. All right. Well, how did this come about? Um, we actually were supposed to get someone else on tonight for the first time, but they end up being sick. So mm-hmm. they backed out. We we're going to go dinner with them and then come here and record. They backed out. And then um, we said, that I, well, I've said I wanted to record tonight because I'm on a streak right now. I knew what yeah. you were saying when you said that. Huh? I knew what you were saying when you said that. What? <laughs> you were trying to get us to come record. I mean... He was going to come record anyway. (laughs) So, you know. But if I wasn't, if y'all didn't come record, I was, Justin, I was going to try to get you to record. Mm, Okay. And then if you didn't record, then I was thinking about doing a solo one. Just because. So pretty much he was going to record tonight. I was going to record anyway. (laughs) Why not? I mean, I've been on like three weeks in a row now recording. So why not? Why not? Why not? Okay. Yeah. So what's up with you, Justin? Man, I had a, I had a, I had a long day, man. You know, and came home and took a nap. So I am up and ready to roll. So whatever you want to do, I'm game. So dang, yeah, that's how I feel when I take a nap. Yeah, yeah, you a nap taker? Nah, not really. I'm, I'm old, man. When I lay down, it's over with. So I mean, you know. <laughs> So what was the difference from in today? I just started earlier, you know, my route. Saturdays, we could um, start our routes earlier, so I knocked it out. So I started at 2 a.m., so when I got home, it was it was OVO, man. So Yeah. Yeah, so got like a five-hour nap, so popped up, so now I'm up. So. Five hours. Five hours. You didn't take a nap. You went to sleep. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah, the for difference? <laughs> for real. You, you for talking real. to a room full of nappers over here, bro. I got you. I'll, I got I'm you. I'll nap like a dog under a tree. <laughs> I'm not five minutes, 20 minutes, five hours. It doesn't matter. I'll nap. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we love napping. All right. Well, um, Josh Retro, y'all been on? And Justin, you've been on. Um, first off, Justin, you, met, you said you met Josh before. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. It's been so long that Pretty I can't. Sure you cooked the ribs at the Super Bowl, right? The Saints Super Bowl. Is that him? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. the first time we met. Long time ago. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's 2010? It, that's, tw- that's 2009. That's yeah. when they won the Super Bowl that yeah. year. Yeah, but but the oh nine is the start of the season, so they won it in ten, right? Oh, I mean, like, yeah, technically, yeah, 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 yeah. technically. In Pine yeah. Hills, cops came and everything. <laughs> Man, <laughs> legendary night. Yeah, that was a good night. 
that was a good night. Very good night. Yeah. So that night, um, for everybody listening, I um, I put a projector in the front yard in yes. a house in Pine Hills. Um, invited everybody over. Um, Justin grilled. Everybody hung out. The kids played. Um, the neighbor came over. And then uh, we were just having a good time. And then here comes three cop cars pulling up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, everybody straightened up. You know? <laughs> I, I was scared shitless, bro. Everybody was scared, bro. So I go down there like, hey, are we doing anything wrong? They're like, no. They were. They wanted to stop and watch the yep. game, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was all yeah, love. So I was like, wow. Nice. Okay. That's cool. So I've been wanting to do that again. Um, Just haven't done it. But then again, yeah. no, this year I was going to do it this year, but the Saints have been playing all noon games mostly this year. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to do it on a Monday night. So yeah. they, they didn't have any Sunday. Seven o'clock games? No. No, they didn't. Not this year they didn't. So maybe next year. It has to be a Sunday. It has to be a seven o'clock game. We got, you got to wait till they start playing better, and then they'll get primetime <laughs> slots. That's what it is. Oh really? Yeah, they're not getting they're not getting primetime slots right now. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't know that. It makes okay. sense. All right, so so the ribs. <laughs> God, ain't, ain't crazy how food make you remember something? Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy, man. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, so um, Justin, so you started listening, and um, so Justin, so let me tell y'all something about Justin. He Justin has listened to all the podcasts. Mm-hmm. Multiple, multiple times, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, like literally multiple times, mm-hmm. and then Justin will call, and we'll go over, like stuff the kid says, stuff anyone says, and we'll break it down. I love so, it. So yeah, it's crazy, and then we have so much conversation based off of one little thing here or there. So, mm-hmm. um, so Justin, what do you think about the podcast so far, or episodes with? Josh and Rachel or anything, anything you want to highlight? Oh, we can definitely segue into the the elephant in the room as far as um, when she said the, the, the choose happiness phrase, you know. So, and at the time when I heard it, I'm driving down the road and, and you know, going through my own thing with depression or whatever, it, it felt like a, kind of like an attack. You know, but yes, when you when you when you know a person means well, and and it's like, dang man, what she mean by that? What she mean by that? And what's funny is that I had a problem with it at first, and one day I was fixing to go to work, and I told Whitney I was like, you know what, I'm gonna have a good day today, and she looked at me and I smiled, and I instantly went back to what Rachel said. And it, and it was just like, today I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm not going to let the devil win. I'm not going to allow it to consume me today. And so I want to show you all this. Actually, at the exact same time, this happened. That says, that says be happy. And that reminds me, and it's on my on my desk here, and I got it from a a yard sale. Francis know about that, but it's it's uh it's definitely a mental thing to to choose it. You 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 really have to 
try and force it in. I was going down the road one day and it was just it was just in my head like choose happy, choose happy. And I said it would be corny as hell if I just start smiling right now. <laughs> like and so and so I just I just I like I'm not feeling happy right now and I just started smiling and then I'm just going down the road and I just bust out laughing. I just bust out laughing like Wow, wow. You know, sometimes you really have to force it, but it's it's for the betterment of yourself mentally, physically, and all the way around. So I appreciate you for that because we all need it. So, right. And that's what I was afraid of because I have been in really, really, really low uh, places in my life. And to hear someone say that, like, flippantly, just choose happiness it it sounds um very dismissive of how you're feeling and i that's why i was like i just after i listened to our podcast i was like oh my god i have got to clarify what i meant by that because it is so important for people to know that what they're feeling is validated and if you if you um, are in a really bad place and you just hear someone say, oh, just choose happiness, like that doesn't even seem logical. It doesn't seem uh, realistic. And so it was very important for me to uh, be able to, to clarify what I meant by that um, because I don't want anyone to feel invalidated in in their depression and in their really low points because when I say choose happiness I know for my for my own self and my own experiences like I honestly just meant sometimes choosing happiness just meant like surviving stay Mm. alive because not that I was actively trying to like kill myself but I definitely had suicide suicide ideation and passive suicide ideation which is like I would be going to work and I would think man if I just got in a wreck right now or Mm -hmm. if I just ran off the road you know what I mean like that's what I mean by that and that's a terrible place to be and um I don't want anyone to be who's listening to this who's in that place think Oh, well, I'm not good enough to just choose happiness. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. 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 Just trying to be louder than the voices you have inside of your head, the negative voices inside of your head. And even if it's just getting through the day, getting through that moment, that's what I mean by choosing happiness for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, and that's what I had to do, and I had to I had to take it and 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 realize that you meant well by it, and right. and I and I took it and I applied it to my life, and I'm like, okay, okay, like, get out of this funk, you know, because you can let those dark voices consume you, and that's mm-hmm. what I was letting happen. Mm-hmm. So so I want to say thank you for it because it really was pushing pushing the narrative of we have to do something about. Uh, depression and and just negative thoughts in general we have to really get on top of it mm-hmm. and and it's a good thing it really is you know so right so yeah 
Yeah, and and choosing happiness may not be like you're not smiling and trying to just be toxic positivity, but like for me, um, being able to like choose therapy, like being able to afford it. I know that not everyone can afford it, but that I could. I was like, I've got to do something for my depression. Like, I've got to go and talk to somebody for this because it's so bad. You know, that's being able to choose another path because I'm trying to get out of the dark place that I'm in. And even if you if you can't afford therapy, you know, talking to someone that is a mentor or someone who's, you know, brought positive things to your life and who gives you good advice you know, that's still choosing happiness because you're trying to get out of that low place that you're in. Mm, okay. I agree, definitely. So so with that statement, I see how somebody depressed would be like, man, F that. Right, absolutely. Like, right, like, right. How do you just pick that? It's like, right. you know, it's like telling me, just, just save your money. It's easy. Right. You know, you know, so it's like dismissing your feelings and how how much you feel those feelings. Someone's just like, oh, do something else. I don't want anyone to take what I'm saying as that. I want them to feel to feel validated and to know that, like, what they're feeling is real. But there is hope. Right. So so sometimes like we'll ask somebody for something. And they'll disregard what we say. Mm-hmm. It'll be the right advice, or I don't say the right advice, good advice, sound advice. And then they turn around and ask somebody else. And Josh, we talked about this. And that other person will say the same thing, and it's like it's gold all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, people need to hear the same thing in a different way or from a different <laughs> person. Right. So I, I agree. You know, when you say choose happiness to someone who's really low, but then that happens. Like how 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 do we how how do we get to a person if we're talking to them one on one who's really low? Probably not say choose happiness. <laughs> to be, yeah, be happy. To man. be honest, don't say that. Okay. One hundred percent. So it's just too aggressive. Well, it just seems out of grasp because happiness and depression, like you're so far away from even thinking of happiness that Mm -hmm. it's not even attainable. So Mm -hmm. honestly, you just need to get to a baseline that feels better than suffering. And people who, like, when I I wasn't looking for, like, an active way to hurt myself, but I didn't want to live if I could just go to sleep and, like, maybe wake up in a thousand years or something. Mm-hmm. That would be fine. But it was just because I, I didn't want to suffer. Like, you just want the suffering to stop. So mm-hmm. if you can get to a place to where you're not feeling as low and as as it's like as much suffering as you're feeling that's where you need to be okay. and happiness is like way down the line yeah. you know opposite I mean? opposite ends of the spectrum definitely yes, yeah. yes absolutely yeah. okay i'm trying to think of a question to ask about that like i've got a thought about it but 
<laughs> All right, let's say you're dealing with somebody who's like depressed mm-hmm. and they keep coming to you and you can't or you've tried many times to be like, hey, man, it's just it's right here. Here it is. <laughs> it's on. You give it on the plate and like they don't do anything mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm trying to circle this to Rachel. You said sometimes we didn't ask people do they want help or just to listen. Right. Right. And uh, and let's say we ask them that and they they just want us to listen. Mm-hmm. But you're right there. It'd be like, okay, you're listening. You want to give them the help, but you're trying to listen. But you know, they need to do something. You don't want to tell them that. Sure. And they just go in the circle and circle and circle. So what then? Well, you have to understand that you are in control of you and they are in control of them. And the so for New Year's, I don't ever make resolutions anymore because usually resolutions end up in me being like shameful and guilty of like, oh, I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually have, have, have to ask you all about resolutions. <laughs> right. So I try now to just have words that I have to like – guide me into the year so like last year and the year before it was two it was the same word it was courage um this year it's been acceptance and acceptance is such a powerful thing in your life because if you can accept that people are going to be who they are or your circumstances are what they are but you are in control of you Uh There's so much power in that because you're going to go round and round with your friend if you're not accepting that they're not where they need to be in their journey of healing Hmm. to take your advice. Mm. You Mm. have to accept that you are where you are and they are where they are and you are only in control of you and no matter how much you preach to them no matter how long you've been there for them if they're not ready to accept what you're saying they're never going to do what you want and you have to be able to accept that like you're giving advice with the know-with-all that i'm giving this to them and that's that you're accepting that you're giving it to them and they can take it or they can leave it that's a really hard hmm. thing to do. Okay. Because it's a control issue. <laughs> so I can hmm. accept it by walking away. Yeah. 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 Okay. You got to understand that frustration you get when you give advice and they don't follow it and they keep coming back, same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's, that's your burden to carry the frustration you're feeling. Because you're not accepting that that's where they are in their journey. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Justin. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry because I, I felt like he was slick. He was slick mentioning me when he when he was saying <laughs> no, that, that, no, 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 no. That, that friend, that friend, he was talking about. But yeah, but um, but I I, I think it's funny, but because I've He's turned into my fake counselor, for lack of better words, and 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 he's told me, and I think he was right. 
it has to be a limit to it because if you're not seeking professional help, it's almost unfair to a friend to dump on them that much on a constant basis. It's kind of not fair to them. And then when they give their reasoning and understanding and try to give you that help and it feels like an attack on you, then it's like you're back to square one because they were trying to help, but they don't know how to help you properly. Mm-hmm. So so it's like, hey, man, this, 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 this. And he's sitting over there like, dang, dude. Like, again, you know, and so it's, I don't know. I don't I don't know how to, to word it, but I think. Th- that's the choose happiness feels like an attack. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah. 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 Hmm. Okay. Um, there's a couple of things I want to ask you about what you said, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I think you cleared the air. I mean, I don't think I don't think there was any problem with it. I haven't heard any feedback of people, for, but I get what you're saying. Um, you said something about toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. I saw you write that down. <laughs> as as that's that, the I first mean, time. That that's the first time I heard that. Um, yeah, what's that? <laughs> That, to me, is basically invalidating someone's experiences by just you not being able to handle that they are having a hard time. You're not dealing with what they're dealing with in a way, so you're just like, oh, well, you're you just need to think positive. You just need to have a good day. You need mm. to, you know what I mean? And that's not validating how they're feeling and where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And also not dealing with why do you feel like you need to avoid that? Why do you need to avoid like what they're telling you and what they're feeling? And toxic positivity is really rampant in our culture. I think in our age, too. For sure. I think it's a lot of bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. People need to know that what they're going through um, is, I keep saying validated, but it's the word that is coming to mind. It's just that they need to know that what they're going through is validated and that you dismissing them and you just trying to avoid whatever situation that they're going through is not going to help anything yeah you can smile and avoid all situations and all bad things in your life but are you really dealing with it mm. yeah okay I, I that that i don't say it triggered me but <laughs> a, a lot when you said toxic positivity i said i just thought fake yeah you know and i feel like sometimes you get to a level with people where it turns into fake. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. doesn't feel genuine. No, you, like you're right. You're smiling and shaking your hand, but you're just like, this shit's so fake. Yeah, it's just like mm. we played the dance of get to know each other and try to, and we found the common ground and we kind of beat that down. And it's like, to me, it's like when you see somebody and you say, how are you doing? And they say, I'm good. To me, it's like a standard answer. Then you ask, which, what's been going on with you and everybody just says work and I know we talked about this just work and it's like right. one of them again but later I, but I know? mean like even saying like choose happiness is like I don't 
that is a form of like toxicity like the the positivity in that is kind of dismissing where someone is and that's what I did not want anyone to take what I was saying Mm. because you can say that all day long but if someone doesn't if they're not there they're they, they don't have any idea of what even happiness looks like you're just like avoiding their feelings and 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 in in, in all that, okay. You know what I mean. Not that you're supposed to carry or take on anybody's problems, but dismissing how someone truly feels is or can be toxic. Can I add on is yeah. um, to to clarify what she's saying is that the perception how something can be taken from. The same statement from two different people can be taken two different ways. So Absolutely. if I'm going if I'm going through depression and she says choose happiness, and I'm like, what the f- did she just say? And a person that's happy, like, yes. right on, right on, right on. Yep, <laughs> yep. Choose. It, it's just like that's not what I got from that. You know what I mean? Like it's just like she just stabbed me. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels when a person is on the other side of the fence. Yes, that's 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 what she's trying to clarify right now so i definitely definitely get it and i appreciate you clearing it up because it can be taken out of context from depending on who's who's hearing it so right and where you are in life right right mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly it sounded like you cleared it up yourself before yeah. this ever happened and that's that's big man oh, oh definitely 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 man i'm a work in progress for sure we all are man Man, once we accept that we're it's a work forever, mm-hmm. then it gets easier. Because you know, it's like we talked about happiness. When did we talk about that, Nina? I don't know. We did talk about it recently, though. It was like a state. Oh, I think we we're talking to Boogie about it. It was like it's not. It's not somewhere you get, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, I'm here. Yeah, let me take mm. my shoes off and kick my feet up. It's like somewhere somewhere where you can get and you can take a minute to pause and and reflect on it and have gratitude about it and then understand that it's not going to last forever. I know that's kind of like a dark thing to say. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not going to last. And It's like walking through the woods. You're on a hike and you have like 10 miles to go and it's getting cloudy. And you're like, oh, gosh, it's about to be cloudy and stormy and blah, 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 blah. But then you see, like, your favorite flower along the the journey, on the path. Mm. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that's so beautiful. That's your healing journey. That's choosing happiness. That's seeing little tiny bits and slivers of things that make you happy. But it's still going to rain. It's still going to be hard to set up your tent. You may not be able to light a fire. But, you know... Healing is not a destination. Mm-hmm. So it's just as as long as you're alive, you should be healing. You should be changing and doing things that are putting you on your path of healing. But that's never like you're never going to just be healed. You're- that was an amazing analogy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I like that. You should write that down for real. <laughs> Um, all right, so you talk about healing, and then you brought up therapy. Mm-hmm. And 
affordable therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wrote it out here. You know, a lot of people don't believe in therapy. Mm-hmm. And I was one of them. I was too. I was like, it was never. Which is a, crazy to me. <laughs> it was never. It was never a thing in our family. Mm-hmm. It was never a thing in our extended family. Um, but the way we were raised, it was the religion. Applying the religion was the cure. Sure. Was a therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then affordable therapy, where people just can't afford it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right? I was that same person too. Um, I would be going to therapy all the time if, if I could. I mean, I can't afford it, but it's a big investment, Mm -hmm. right? Um, People, do you think people don't believe in it just because they can't afford it? You think because the majority of people, I mean, therapy is expensive. It's over pretty much. Think about it's over a dollar a minute. So you know, people can't afford it. So essentially, the masses don't believe in it because they can't afford it. No. What do y'all think about that? Mm-mm. No, I don't think. I think, it, at least for me, I didn't believe in it until I needed it. Because mm. I thought mentally I'm, I was invincible. And then I wasn't. And it was like, it happened like that. And she made me go to therapy. It was a fight. But I finally did it. And I was like, okay, this shit works, man. Yeah. Okay. I want to go. Definitely. I've never been. I definitely want to go. Yeah, I think it, I need. I think I need to go. Yeah, I think we all need to go. I think yes. another another hard thing is you tell somebody, "Hey, give this stranger money and tell him all your problems." You're burying <laughs> your soul. Yeah. You're the most vulnerable. If you're really trying to work it, you're you're burying your soul. You're telling and, them things that you don't want people to know about you. You don't want people to view you as weak. You don't want to know, you don't want anyone to know these things about you. And this person is about to tell you about yourself. It's uncomfortable. And that's, that was my biggest, like, thing that was holding me back was like, because you know, you know me, I'm mm-hmm. super private. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to, I'm going to sit in front of this person and not say a word because I'm not going to be able to say anything. I sat in front of that lady and I couldn't stop talking. Wow. It caught me off guard how easy it was. Mm. Yeah, I was telling them at dinner, my second session, and I went for a very short time, and this is probably toxic. Um, <laughs> I went I went just enough to say, like, you know what? I think I got something to work on, and I think I'm good. I'm, it's time to start saving my money again. But I told, I told them at dinner, and I may have told you this already, Justin. The second session I had, the lady was asked me how I was doing, and I, I really went for more anger. Like I was looking for anger management at mm-hmm. the beginning, um, but it was just go to a therapist first to see where you're at. And in the second session, she asked me how I was doing, and I pretty much told her, well, I had to stop what I was doing at work and come here and take this time out, and I got to pay you to, to do it. So I ain't feeling too mm. hot right now. I just dumped it on her. She gave me that look, and then I was like, all right. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm ready to talk now. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. So, all right, so affordable therapy. People can't afford I got it. Some. Oh, go, can go, I Justin, please, go. Can I please speak on the affordable therapy? Because I was in another life. I was a, a licensed massage therapist. And, and a lot in our communities, people saying, oh, you know, 
you triggered something when you said a dollar a minute. So that was the going rate for a Swedish massage, a little more for a deep tissue. But most people will say, oh, I can't afford it, I can't afford it. But the same community will go spend hundreds of dollars on manicures, panic, mm-hmm. pedicures, mm-hmm. and, and on, on their hair. So it's like I don't think that massage and what it the benefits of it is is pushed in the in the community of how good it is for your for your body. So I think therapy falls in that same basket of people not promoting it to the point that it's like take the dollar amount out out of it and that this is a necessity. You mm-hmm. need to pay for this because yeah. you will pay the same price for something else. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's almost an excuse. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. we we That's spend hundreds attack. of dollars on attack. yeah, we attack. spend hundreds, hundreds of dollars on shoes and, and clothes and you know what I mean? Yeah, but you, you can't see like, you can't yeah. see the damage that's being done, and that's yeah. the thing. You know, people can hide it. I don't need therapy. Nobody knows. That's true. Yeah. We so see them shoes. Yeah. See them nails. No one wants to do work on themselves. That no one wants to know that. Like, man, I'm really messed up. You don't <laughs> want to have to do the hard work. You know what I mean? No one wants to have to admit that they have caused trauma in their kids' lives or their spouses' lives or their own lives. No one wants to confront that. Because it's ugly, and it's not mm-hmm. fun, it's messy, and mm-hmm. the easier way is just to not deal with it and confront it. Man, <laughs> oh, we we to go so much in the in the just just not talking about it. Yeah, just don't even talk yeah. about it. Let's just let's just we just we just had a family falling out, and um, you know. But we got Popeye's chicken, so we're just gonna sit here and eat dinner like it's all good. And, <laughs> all right, family, go to bed. Like, like, and it never happened. You know what I mean? That's why there's so much trauma, generational trauma. And you, you ask, like, are people not doing it because of the affordability? Well, that's a ton of it. But mm. uh, generationally speaking, people mm-hmm. do not believe in therapy because your parents think that okay either religiously you need to pray it away or mm-hmm. you're not strong-minded that's what it is is yeah. you're not strong-minded enough and you're you're weak-minded and you're giving in to these impulses or whatever whatever and if you were just stronger you could do this you could handle it and that goes back a hundred years mm-hmm. so just think about like how you're just you're just bred to be that way. You you just you just learned to be that way. Mm-hmm. This is the way we do it. Exactly. And we, we we never done that. And what you're talking about? That's crazy. Exactly. We don't, we don't need that. We don't need that. Exactly. Yeah, we we got to break that. So affordable therapy. So people, it's not affordable. I mean, it's expensive. It's not not especially in Mississippi. What do you recommend? <laughs> For people to, and I know none of us here are mental hair, mental mental caseworkers or profession or anything like that. This is just from this is just so us learning as we go and shooting from the hip. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are like we can't afford it, so we do nothing. You know, a lot of people are solution oriented. Like we either 
do we either have the ultimate solutions or we do nothing else. Right. Any alternatives, anything they can do. Anything. I mean, I'm sure there's like programs out there for affordable therapy. Mm-hmm. But then like my thing is it's your mental health. Like, can you put a price on that? No. Hmm. Like, if you got to make cuts somewhere, as long as it's not affecting your bills and your, you know, your food coming into the house. Like, okay. What about anything before therapy? What do you, any suggestions? Like, you know, working out. Well, yeah, definitely. Talking to people. Out. Like, just, just trying to throw any out there some things. Who are anybody be listening? Like, you know, I've been thinking about it for a long time and really can't afford it or don't know nothing about it or nervous about it or whatever, you know? I think any kind of physical activity, if you put your body through hell, you got to strengthen your mind to get through a hard workout or, or play a sport for a long time. And mm-hmm. That's just, that creates mental toughness in the process. Okay. Embracing yeah. the suck. Yeah. Yeah. My thing is, and I can't relate to the working out, but I, I know it helps, but it's getting out of your own head, mm-hmm. doing something that keeps you busy enough to take your mind <clears throat> off of what, of what you're thinking. So, and, and for me, it's, it's writing and I want to seg- segue in- into that a-, a minute and and how Southern Sauce has definitely helped me out through everything that I'm going through. And so I wanted to give my friend, you know, Francis with something. So I put together this piece that's behind, you know, Josh, actually, uh, Mantra. Have y'all read it? Mm-mm. No. So Justin sent me that, I don't know, last week. Um. I actually meant to have them read it before we started. My bad, bro. <laughs> They're all over the place. Yeah, so uh, Mantra, it actually, to me, came together because we've been talking about different things. And and he said something on one podcast about getting ready to work. And Nina walked in, and it's just like he's talking to himself. and But it's just he's giving himself a, a, a pep talk and it's like, you can do it, you know? So I put together a piece that's, that's simple. So simplistically very valid and something that we all can use every day, especially as men trying to tackle this world to provide for our families and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yes, sir. Sure. Sure. We got it hanging up here. Um, so the writing. So Justin, you do the writing, mm-hmm. um, and then Rachel, you brought up the word, words of the year, acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm jumping all over the place. I'm looking at my notes. It's all okay. right, words of the year, acceptance. So, oh yeah, New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. So, man, I'm I'm getting lost here. We talked about it between us, honey, and our family. I haven't yeah. talked to y'all about New Year's resolutions. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you said you don't believe in it. It's not that I don't believe in it. Me personally, I just know that I'm going to fail. So, <laughs> Josh, you believe in it? Um, no, I don't do them. Okay, I think we're all on the same page here. Yeah, if if I got you know a goal, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm waiting until January first to start this goal. I'm, I'm starting now. Yeah. Okay. I don't have a patience for that. Yeah, I think 
for me, New Year's resolutions fall in the same basket with the black eyed peas and the cabbage and the cornbread. I mean, hey, 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 hey slow down there, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> been eating that cabbage. Where the money at? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, it's a, it's kind of like a traditional thing. I mean, you can believe in it or not, but ultimately, it takes you, and it doesn't take the the starting of a new year to conquer any goals. So, okay. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. People just want to like, oh, I'll start it 2020. I'll start it January 1st. And then the gyms are packed and then yep. everyone's <laughs> meal meal prepping. And, and then all of a sudden, here we are, February. We're February now. And then it's all stopped. Crazy. Yeah, it's done. Quick. All right, Rachel, year, word of the year. So mm-hmm. we don't do resolutions, but it is a new year. Mm-hmm. And, hey, I, I will say when you – said your word of the year acceptance mm-hmm. when and josh i don't know if you remember this on our group text when i switched jobs at the beginning of that year i my my slogan to myself was me versus me you remember that vaguely yeah so i just kept saying me versus me me versus me and then mid-year i got my new job so hmm. ever since that happened i was like hmm. oh, okay <laughs> if, I, if i think about some shit and I keep saying the same shit in my head. Some shit gonna happen. May come to fruition. <laughs> um, so, anybody else got a word of the year? No. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta nope. think about that, man. Justin, Nina, quiet, Nina. Yeah, I don't family, family. I don't know. I, I don't I know. Family's a good one, but yeah. I don't think I have one personally right now. I guess. If I had to think about it, I would say, like, growth, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Growth, okay. Progress, yeah. I'm good with that. Growth, progress. I do a, I do a lot of therapy. <laughs> so there's a <laughs> lot of introspection. And um, I just know things about myself that I really need to work on. And that's why I come up with the words so that I can... Um, I know that I need to work on, I knew, I know that when I had courage, it was, I'm a people pleaser and I, and I'll go with the flow and I won't necessarily tell someone like, mm, yeah, I don't agree with that, blah, blah, blah. You know, that takes courage to say your opinion. Um, just like my personality type, the things that I need to work on to be a better person, to not, um, be resentful or whatever it is that's how i kind of base my like word of the year on i guess and um acceptance a friend of mine had said it in some a conversation with me and i was like man it really struck me as like that's that is such a powerful word because accepting Everything for what it is, accepting a person in, like, their relationship with themselves, accepting your relationship with yourself, just acceptance. If you really, like, ponder on that, it's Mm. freaking huge. And being able to submit to that because you're not trying to control the outcome, Mm -hmm. which I really try to do with a lot of things. Mm. That's why I have a lot of anxiety. But <laughs> but anxiety. 
The word stuck out to me, and I was like, that has to be my, my word for the year. Okay. Justin, you said you don't have a word. No. Well, I said family, you know. Family. It's a lot, a lot of dynamics to that, you know. Okay. Making family better, stronger. Okay. All right. Well, my word of the year is discipline. I love it. I feel like everything will improve tenfold if my discipline's in, in check. Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe one of the final keys that I need to explode. Sure. You know, like I start, I start so many things and I try so many things and I have these great ideas and I just, and I I start some things. I just don't have the discipline to keep them going. Right. <laughs> or keep them going consistently. Um. Yeah. So I think discipline bleeds in all of it. I love it. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Yep. And pause. <laughs> <laughs> we beat that one up. Um, man, I got a whole list of stuff here. Y'all want to keep going? Yeah. Keep going, man. All right, let me dig in my, dig in my, dig in my notes. Dig in my notes. All right. Discussion topics. What is, all right, we talked about word of the year. Mm-hmm. What is a manifestation and how do you do yours? Mm. So, who's got something like they thought about it, they didn't think it was going to happen and they made it happen. And then how do you do that when you have something new in front of you? Mm, can I go first? Absolutely. Well, I think faith without works is dead. I just, I've. I've always believed in that, you know, I think that kind of derived from the religion more so and, and being a rebel with it. So I, I do believe in putting positivity in the air, you know, speaking things into fruition, but you got to be walking towards the sun to feel it. I mean, just that's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to put it into action. So you can speak it, but you got to do something actively towards it so mm. I agree so what do you do when people just well and I'm asking the same like same question over and over again I got family members who just like you just keep saying it just keep saying it just keep saying it and it just never happens some people say like some people say you manifest it and they just say it a bunch of times but they don't do anything towards it I mean, that's it that's frustrating got to be pro asking are you being proactive to make this happen are you doing anything other than saying it and that's when you get slapped <laughs> <laughs> i will ask them that next time though yeah. what are you doing what are you doing about it and can you just accept that they are just going to go around and around and around with well it? now i do i guess <laughs> i guess when they just keep saying it, i'm just like oh here we go yeah Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what they need to hear, because maybe they they don't realize that they're not being proactive. Mm. Or maybe you just need to work on your acceptance. You mm. definitely need to work on your acceptance. But how do I work on my acceptance? Like how she did that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do have a problem accepting stuff though. Mm-hmm. Just like why? How? Why? No, 
Uh, let's not turn this on. Let's not turn this thing on me. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the that might be one of the main things, honey. Huh, Work on is my acceptance. Yeah. Work on my acceptance. I accept the fact that y'all are difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I accept the fact that if you should if you listened to me the first time, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's a control thing. Well, yeah, your way is uh, not always the right way. Sometimes there is a, another way to mm-hmm. come out with the same result. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll work on that. So I have to manifest that I will accept the things that I cannot <laughs> control. That's right. That's it, man. If it's out of your control, it's out of your control. Everything that is not about you is out of your control. All right. I'm down with it. You can only control you. All right. So, and and I didn't ask the rest of this. I forgot I blocked this off in my notes. All right. So we talked about manifestation. How do you do yours? What are the thoughts when it happens or see the process unfolding? Say that again. What are the thoughts when it happens as in your manifestation Mm -hmm. or you see the process unfolding? I know for me personally, I have imposter syndrome really, really bad. So, so um, I never thought I would be a cosmetologist. And there were so many hurdles in my way of actually becoming one. Um, I started school, I think, in 2010-ish. And I had they told me I had to pay my way through because I made too much money at $10 an hour. Um, uh huh. It was eleven five, and um, working for attorneys and not having children, um, living with my mom, I made too much money. So I had to come up with a way to pay for cosmetology school. My mom was um, diagnosed with terminal cancer. I was in a really hard relationship that was toxic on both ends, and um, it was just a lot of obstacles. And I never thought I was going to graduate. And I truly thought I'm never going to be a cosmetologist. Mm. And so when I finally, there's a lot of things in between all of that. When I finally got my license, I couldn't believe it. And then say like I'm meeting Josh and I've met, I've met a great guy and, um, He's actually healthy for me and not super healthy boy. <laughs> he's not super toxic. Uh, I didn't think that it was, it was real. And then we got engaged and I will tell you when he proposed to me, I asked him straight up, is this a joke? She did. Didn't believe it. It she wasn't really like, did. Oh my God. Yes. It was like, hmm. are you joking right now? Legit. Yeah, I'm sitting there holding the ring. <laughs> And so I know that all the things that I have have dreamed of or wanted um, and those actually happening, I can't accept that they are actually happening to me. So I have a hard time uh, dealing with success on all fronts, if I'm being honest. So success doesn't feel real. Mm. Is it like you not deserve? Like you feel like you're not deserving of it? 
maybe that's the underlying feeling of it, but it feels like on the outside, uh, like when I do good hair and they love it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of all the things that I hate about it or that mm-hmm. all the things that are not perfect with it. I tell Josh like, oh, I did this, this, and this. And he's like, well, did they like it? And I'm like, yeah, they liked it. And he was like, what are you talking about then? It looks beautiful. (laughs) And I'm just like, they're going to figure out that I am a fraud, that I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do hair. And he's like, you're being crazy right now. Mm. So I I don't necessarily know what it is. Maybe it's that I don't feel deserving of it. Um, but it just feels like it's not real. Like what I'm doing, it's not as good as what they think it is. And they're going to find me out. Okay. I, I totally can relate. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Josh, you were the first one to tell me about imposter syndrome. Cause you told me I had that one time and I forgot, I forgot what the scenario was. Can you, can you, can you, yeah, what's the definition? What's what? Yeah. That's my first time hearing this. What yeah. is it? Um, you want to look up the official definition? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I want to hear Josh's definition after. <laughs> it's going to be whatever Google says. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's something I, I'm dealing with right now. The stuff I told you about tonight mm-hmm. at dinner. And it's like, even, I don't even, you know, know if that's going to happen. But, in my head, I'm like, there's no way that happens to me. Mm-hmm. Where I'm from, like, that don't happen to us. Mm. That's imposter syndrome. Like, not that I don't deserve it. It's just like, why would why would that be me? Okay, I get it. So the definition is imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing and not experiencing success internally, despite being high-performing in external objective ways, this condition often results in people feeling like a fraud or a phony and doubting their abilities. Hmm. Like a fraud or a phony. Yeah, that's what I feel like. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I it's a new job. Right. It's a new job. Because I just think there's one time I was supposed to do something. Like, I had to go to city council meeting or something. Like, Yeah, what that's the, what, your first like, one that was broadcasted live. Yeah, I was you like, were kind what? of freaking out about that. I was like, what am I, why are they picking me to do this? Why? I'm going to bomb this. But you don't, like, you, you, I can say that, you shine in that kind of shit, man. You're definitely yeah, I don't know what happened, I'm blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> I was sweating too, though, bro. Sweating. Okay, so going back to it, what are your thoughts when it happens or you see the process unfolding? Um, okay, so imposter syndrome, um, I trip out. Yeah, I have the imposter syndrome, then I have moments where I trip out. There's this graph online, and it's it's a good little graph. It's the imposter syndrome cycle. It's like a new project or task, and then it goes to anxiety, procrastination, or over-preparation, then to project completion, a, ble- a brief relief and sense of accomplishment, and then it goes to ra- re- la 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 la. rationalization, I was lucky. 
somebody mm. else somebody else would have done a better job increase self-doubt anxiety and feeling like a fraud and you just repeat that cycle over and over well damn i think i'm the spokesperson for that <laughs> <laughs> for real yeah you're just so lucky i i, I hate that man yeah i hate when I, people I say true. that you're so lucky i'm like man i didn't go put a dollar in a machine and hit the button and I'm like oh here you go here's some good life you won you won some good life you won five credits a good life I don't know. Mm. Well, something happened to me when I started my journey of sobriety. And when I put a dollar amount to it, you know, when you see the when you see the money go out and now it's not moving anymore. And I'm like, man, I really was spending five, six hundred dollars a month on drinking. And then all of a sudden, six months go by and I get a check in the mail for the exact amount that I would have spent in that six months and I'm just like it happened and it made me feel like it can't be real this this it it can't be me getting blessed for doing something right I didn't pray on this or whatever and in that moment I think I'm I'm trying to relate to that definition I, I didn't think I was deserving of what was happening to me in that moment and it but I related it. It could have been total coincidence, of course, but I'm like, really? You know, it just, it felt weird, so. Yeah, when you grow up not having and you have parents that were just robots, essentially, Mm -hmm. you know, and not to downplay parents who grind, I mean, but when you just have when you see people accept their situation and they're just rolling with it, rolling with it and there's nothing new it's like almost like when something new happens to you it sh- it don't feel right mm-hmm. you know it's like it's like we the cycle isn't this isn't part of the cycle so why and then and then other people like something new or something good happens to them and then there's like, oh, all of a sudden, you think you somebody, yep. you know, like haters, right? It's like that Dave Chappelle skit where he starts working at McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Was it Whack Arnold's? Look at Calvin. <laughs> Way to go, Calvin. Yeah, and then he then he gets home and then they like grab his fries and throw them on the ground and all that stuff. It's like you get that you come from a mentality of. If you keep doing one thing and you don't change it, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So something different happens to us and we feel like it's not okay. Or we're just awkward with it. Even when, you know, you're working hard for it and you're making it happen, it still doesn't feel right. Well, it says here that the main cause of or one of the main causes is the family dynamics of imposter syndrome is family dynamics. Mm. So. so we're bred like this. It's funny how everything goes back to your childhood. Oh yeah, 100%. everything circles back to your childhood, man. Yeah, if if I could add, not to cut, Josh, but what what Francis was saying about the cycle, and when something different happens, it feels awkward to you. So my thing is, when I'm in that cycle and I'm trying different things, and Francis can definitely relate. When you don't have that support system, it'll drag you. 
to a pit that that just makes you give up. You know, I mean, where do we begin? Where, where do we start? I mean, from ZJ's to whatever, any venture that I thought I was doing something well or good, and and you want that? Hey, mom, look, look at me. Look what I could do. And they just they they pull every negative thing that they could think and. Oh, what about this? And what about that? And 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 man, how can you remain bulletproof in that situation in that moment to keep your head up and keep going? You know, that's what I struggle with. Period. You know, it's that non-support factor and just to keep going. Yeah. So, how do you figure out how to do it without support? Just yeah. ride solo. Yeah. Know. What? Well, what? What I was. Well, what I have been doing lately is, and I told you, Francis, is to just stop announcing all my moves. Mm-hmm. Stop. Stop saying, "Hey, look at me. Look what I got going on." And I found that that works out better because you're not waiting for the approval. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just it turns out better. And they find out later on, like, "Oh, you got that going on." Like. Yeah, I mean that was a year ago when we did that, but uh, you know, it's just you missed it because I didn't, I didn't announce it this time because I didn't, I didn't want you to shoot me down again, you know. Yeah, they yeah. say scientifically too, if you have moves you're trying to make, don't announce it because, like hmm. you said, you're you're waiting on the validation and the the praise of other people being like, oh yeah, that's great, that's great, whatever, and either if you get it, you're not as motivated to do it. Or if you don't get it, now you're you're feeling you're in your feelings, and you're like, "Oh, I shouldn't do that." Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it is best to not kind of you know announce to anybody what your moves are, mm-hmm. and that's like science. They have articles and stuff mm-hmm. proven okay. that that it's better. So, to so not. real real bosses move in silence. Yep, as Rick Ross says. Hmm. Hmm. Maybach music. <laughs> um, all right. So, manifestation, and we talked about the support, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so, so somebody wants to do something, they want to manifest something, but they don't have the support. Just like you brought up, Justin, like, don't tell everybody what you're doing because they're either going to hate on you or they're going to doubt you. So for someone who wants to start with anything, whether it's personal, professional, whatever, whatever it may be, how do you suggest or how do y'all suggest someone start? And maybe let, maybe like let's answer this for maybe like the teenage group because this is kind of the thing that I kind of hear from talking to teenagers. Um you know, they have these many ideas and they want to do things and they just don't know what to do. How did, how would someone hmm. start? I mean, I, I guess it would depend on what they're trying to start. But just start. Yeah, just start. Just Take a direction it. and go. Just do it. Yeah. But I don't know what to do. How? Yeah, okay. you just have to it's be. impossible. Not impossible. If you can think, if you can think it, you can do it. If you can think it, you can do it. But you have to be 
you have to be willing to accept that you're going to fail. And failing is so scary. And you can list a million reasons why you shouldn't do something. But what if there's that one reason that you should, you know? Okay. You just okay. have to start. Well, should, should goals be obtainable? Yes. You okay, need to have so, little goals to go to your big goals. So if that 16-year-old kid said, I want to be the president of the United States, that's probably a rough analogy because, hell, they elect anybody nowadays. But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> so, but, but I'm just saying, I, let's, let's say a rocket scientist, but this dude gets D's and F's and it's just like, hey, man, little Timmy, you know, working at Save a Lot Bag and Grocery is probably going to be <laughs> better for you than rocket science. You know, it's, I, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. should the goals be actually obtainable? Yeah, I mean, you got you got yeah. to be realistic. Yeah, yeah that's got to be realistic. You do need to be realistic, but you also need to have dreams that are not realistic so that you have something to fight for. I think hmm. that you need to be able to dream. You know, dreams keep people's hope alive. It it gives you a bigger expansion of like what the possibilities can be, but I mean, you absolutely have to be you have to have small goals to get reach your big goals. And if your small goal is like, "Hey, I'm going to get instead of a 68 on my math, I'm going to get a 75." And then work towards getting better and better grades so that you can be the president. You know what I mean? Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, Francis come to me say he. <laughs> I guess that's the go on. Give it. Bring it on, bro. If you come to me and you singing in the shower, dude, and I'm like, hey, man. You ain't no Bruno, dog. I mean, I guess, I guess that's a hater. You know what I mean? And killing his dreams. But oh, you say, hey man, how about some singing lessons to start? <laughs> yes. <laughs> gotcha. We'll, we'll okay. start at the singing lessons and we'll go from there. Okay. All right. How do I start? How do you suggest someone start with lessons? Noted. Noted. Anybody got anything else on that? What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Uh, how do you start manifestation? Um, I agree with the small goals. Small goals turn into bigger goals. Um, I think plan. I'm a big like planning. If you sit down and plan it out, so if, if you sit down and you think about what are the small things that I that are going to be attainable that I can do with, within a short amount of time to make it happen. And then what are the things that are keeping me from doing it? If you can address those things, then I think you're on the right track. And then I think you should talk to people who are doing what you want to do. I think that's a problem with our age group right now is, you know, the big business people, they strategically go put themselves at cocktail parties and, city meetings and stuff to be like, oh, I'm going to go run. I'm going to go run into so-and-so and and I'm going to, when I find my window, I'm going to, I'm going to lay down. I'm going to put my play down. Exactly what I just did. Yeah. Right. Right. And, uh, I don't think that I think people are in our, well, I'm going to say only our, our group. It's, this is a universal thing. People are timid. 
to put themselves out there and be vulnerable to failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, I'm, 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 guilty scary. Of, I'm, I'm guilty of this. Like, room of professionals, and I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta act like first. I gotta act like I fit in. Super nervous. Um, then I have to like say something impactful that legit that makes me legit super nervous and then but there's something i need to do or i need to get some information like how do i get it i'm just scared intimidated because mm-hmm. you have imposter syndrome because you feel like you don't belong there yep. <laughs> yep. so it all adds up it all adds up um but how do you start write it down i think writing it down list yeah. i'm a big you know i like writing stuff down and I think once you write it down and you see it, it's more it's it's out of your mind. It's it's on a physical. It's physically there some type of way. Also backed by science. Okay, writing it down. Yeah, I writing think sometimes just seeing it in writing, mm-hmm. like you're you're taking the first set. It's one thing, uh, thinking of it, but like writing it down. Okay, now it's tangible. Little, yes, now it's, it's a little real, real because mm-hmm. I've written it down. I can see it. Yep, and that's the first step. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something that you do, Francis. And I'm a writer, but you gave me, you know, an idea on something. You're like, man, just write it down. And I'm like, how the hell am I a writer? And I didn't think about writing down my problems. <laughs> what type of shit is that? You know, so, but definitely seeing it on paper brings it to life for sure. And it gets it out of your head swirling about. Yeah, yeah. that's the problem is it's all in the head. Mm-hmm. When in doubt, write it out. Mm. <laughs> Okay. I had something else to add to that, but I forgot. Oh yeah, Justin, I'm sorry. I was gonna um all right, let me switch it up real quick. Okay. So Justin, we talked about this is so funny, man. Alright, so first of all, Justin, I have these conversations with you and I have the same type of conversations with Josh and Rachel when we see them. And pretty much it's all about what we're going to do, what's on our mind, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we, over dinner tonight, we talked about, like, Rachel asked me, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do this year? Right? So, Justin, I talked to you about the acting thing. Oh, right? okay. Right? Because we were talking about the voiceovers. Right. Like, how are people getting paid to be voiceovers and acting? And then um, there was one time I ran across a director. And, Josh, I was thinking about this all the time. I remember I ran across that director and he gave me his card, yep. told me to send him like headshots and stuff. And I took a bunch of pictures and I never sent them to him. <gasps> what? Yeah, it's one of those things. So I'm talking to Justin <clears throat> about this, I don't know, two, three weeks ago at the beginning of the year. We we're talking about New Year stuff. Mm-hmm. And honestly, bro, I thought you just like, you just like, I was telling you about acting. Like, and let's just, well, I'm going to be an actor, bro. And Justin, mm-hmm. just like, oh, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so share what you got going on. For one, well, I was gonna say something negative. Let me stop. Go on, man. Go on with it, man. I'll, no, I'll accept just, it. I'll accept it. No, if that's no, where you're I at. Just, I, I just I just think, you know, you may be making it a little bigger than what it is, but I got an audition. Uh it's coming to Tupelo in a couple weeks, maybe three weeks, and I signed up for it, you know, instead of just swiping right. I just uh, I applied for it, and so you know they they come into town. You can you can sing, you dance, you read a script, you know maybe a 
you know, a little Jello commercial thing or whatever. And, you know, I'm just going to give it a shot. Don't know if it's a scam or whatever, but, you know, it's an opportunity. And instead of passing it up and taking pictures and not sending them to a director, you know, Ooh. I'm going I'm going I'm going I'm going to show up. Okay. Okay. So, okay. I think it's semi exciting, but I'm going to check it out. I'm going to take off work. I'm going to go to it. That's what's up. So yep. I did look at the website you sent and it looks legit. Yeah. It looks like it looks like a uh it looks like a what's the song where where's the show where people will be singing and they turn a the chair around? The voice. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of looks the like voice. that. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they said singing, they said acting and screenplay and stuff like that. So Yeah, it looks like they do a tour. You know, they have certain dates through through cities and states and Tupelo is one of their stops. So, you know, they're just they're just scouting, I guess. So Dang, bro. They're they, they going to see your old Jet you, Brown. You're going to be in line with a with a <laughs> number on a piece of paper hanging off your neck, dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to definitely do one of the, the little commercial paragraphs that they said. I'm going to memorize that. Give it to us, dog. No, nah, I haven't memorized it. Well, go get the paper. I want you to try it. No, I want no, to. No, no. Oh, I know he got it. But I, but I definitely, I, I probably do one of my one of my poems or something to show them like the range of my voice and and things like that. Because I wanna, man, I would just love to do voiceovers, man. Like just just think about the Morgan Freemans and the people who got all these roles, man, from just their voices. So I think me and you can do it. You know, I, I think we have something. I think we have the voices to do it. I think we speak well. Why not us? Why not? Right. I, I wish we had like a cartoon creator like we knew. I'd, I would give it a shot. I don't know what we'd voice over. But yeah, I don't know. So would you voice over? Would you be like serious or would you voice over like cartoon or what would you see? What would you do? I think the possibilities are endless, man. You know, once I once but what I would be your book, niche though? Uh I man, I don't know. I don't know. I mean I do anger so well, hell. I mean <laughs> so, so I mean I don't know, man. Mm. I don't know. But once I learn once I learn like the range of my voice, like I could stay in the rasp like this, or like if I get excited I could just, you know man, that's crazy, you know, it just it's different textures to it that you could use. And I think if you had a director or somebody who could put you in that space and learn how to use you, man, the possibilities are endless. I think that's where it starts really. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I would MC. like to do that. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be cool. We should do a kid's movie or something. I probably wouldn't do a kid's movie or, or wouldn't start at the kid's movie. I'd have to do like an adult cartoon or something. The baby's kids three. <laughs> <laughs> man, man, I said before, you know, I, I didn't really watch Boondocks like that, but to see Regina King do the voices for Riley and his brother, or whatever, she's doing both both characters. That's that's amazing, man. That's purely genius to me. Yeah. So, they the all see also doing anything like that? No, I don't got no. the voice for that. I mean, you never know. <laughs> never know. Hey. Just never know. What I was gonna say, Justin, if if you were going to um do an acting scene in there, and I thought about this earlier today, I think 
you should do something that that really instead of trying to make something up, you should do something that really happened. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Probably hell lost, huh? If you were if if they were to say Justin, give us some acting, then if, if it were me, I would do something that really happened that was like really messed up, dude. Are you to saying, relive to re? I would relive oh, a traumatic uh, thing because that's the only way I can give it to you. I can't like, I can't oh, like fake God. it. So that's I'm just saying, acting. You gotta act. That's, act is. Man, you just you just blew my mind because if I <laughs> if I got in my head and went back to just how we grew up as witnesses and feeling that left out feeling of somebody having a Christmas party and you can't go to it or something. And I just go in that moment of that 10 year old kid, dude, I probably start crying and it have so many emotions like why I can't go. And I mean, sh- Hey man, I might just do that shit. I mean, yeah, you see, see? I might just Academy award right there. Yeah, for real. You cry, bro. They're going to be like, I'm like, who the hell is this dude? Yeah, I'm just saying, well, whenever you have your stuff memorized, I want to, I want to go over it. Yeah. I want to see it. Man, I don't work for free. <laughs> <laughs> You got a you got a Jello jingle real quick. I just want to see what you got, man. And hell no, man. <laughs> hell no. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, guys, that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, Justin, what you peeping out the blinds for? Dog was popping. Jaden just Jaden just pulled up. And I got to open the front door. For okay. Him. All right, bro. Well, Justin, appreciate you get on. Yes. Josh yeah. and Rachel, thanks for coming. Thank you. Clearing up the air. Um, thanks for letting me. Choose happiness, no matter can how we, bad. Can we make that the new catchphrase for the podcast? What's that? Choose happiness. No. Choose no. happiness. No. <laughs> Voice hashtag. Toxic posit- positivity, guys. No. Yeah, choose happiness and acceptance. <laughs> I think that's. Whatever think. form that means to you. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. We'll go deeper into some of this stuff, as we always do. But all right, guys. Well, this has been fun. Um, thanks this, for having us. Thanks for being on again. And next time, we'll catch y'all next time. Okay. All right. Bye. Later. Bye. All right. I don't have. I don't have to get off. Um, let me just open the door for him. I'll be right back. <clears throat> all right. Later, guys.